Welcome to the C3 Church Global Podcast with Phil Pringle. Phil is the founder and senior leader of C3 Church Global, a family of over 500 churches around the world. We're passionate about bringing you fresh, inspiring devotionals to fuel your day and insightful conversations on all things church and leadership. And it all starts right now. Hey everyone, so thrilled to be with you talking about a faith devotional. Today we're looking at Romans 8, 28, a famous passage by Paul which says, Now we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. Knowing that all things work together for good and actually living it out are two very different things. The story of Paul and his journey to Rome in Acts 27 and 28 is one of the most exciting, dramatic, extraordinary faith stories in the entire New Testament, in the entire Bible. As they set out on a yacht, a boat with sails, (laughs) to get to Rome, they found themselves in an enormous storm. They were being overwhelmed by the storm. And Paul had said to them, I really don't think that we should go on this journey. I perceive there's going to be great loss of life and a lot of people will be hurt. A lot of goods will be lost. Possessions will be lost. But they didn't listen to Paul. It says the majority voted in favor of going. The helmsman, who was like the pilot of the ship, and the owner. And Paul was under guard as a prisoner. So who was going to listen to him? But then the storm comes. Even though the weather looked fine when they set out, the weather changed dramatically. And for two weeks, they were tossed about in the sea until they'd thrown everything overboard. And now they are about to get to the middle of the ocean where they've got no idea where they are. And Paul stands and he says, now I urge you to take heart. Actually, he began this statement by saying, man, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart for there shall be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God whom I belong to and serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God, that it will be just as it was told me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. Now, that's amazing because even though he is projecting a great outcome, he is also saying, To get to that great outcome, we have to go through this disaster. We're going to find ourselves aground on a certain island. That's a bold statement to say in the middle of a storm when you're saying an angel has appeared to me and given me this message and you've got around 250 people on board, most of them criminals, a few prison guard keepers and the people who sailed the yacht. But beyond that, Paul is just a prisoner, and yet his leadership gets established because of the fulfillment of the word of God that he spoke. 
And so it says, now, when the 14th night had come, as we were driven up and down in the Adriatic Sea, about midnight, the sailors sensed that they were drawing near some land. They took soundings, found it to be 20 fathoms. When they'd gone a little farther, they took soundings again, found it to be 15 fathoms. Then fearing lest we should run aground on the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for the day to come. They tried to escape from the ship, <coughs> but Paul said to them, unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So each step of this journey, Paul was hearing from God and giving them instructions. Each of us can also, in the middle of a disaster, be hearing from God so that he can guide us how that we can get through, not only get through, but come out in victory. So the soldiers began listening to Paul at this point, and they cut away the ropes of the skiff that these others were trying to escape on, and it fell away. Then Paul told them to take food, and then he says, look, not a hair will fall from the head of any of you. And he took bread, gave thanks to God, and they began to eat. And so they were encouraged and also took food themselves after they'd been fasting. So once they'd eaten enough, they lightened the ship. And when it was day, they didn't recognize the land, but they observed a bay with a beach on which they planned to run the ship. So they let go of the anchors, let them in the, left them in the sea, loosed the rubber ropes, and they hoisted the mainsail to the wind and made for shore. But where they, when they struck a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground and the prow stuck fast and remained immovable. But the stern got broken up by the violence of the waves. So the soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim away and escape. But the centurion, who wanted to save Paul, kept them from doing this. He commanded that those who could swim should jump overboard first and get to land. And the rest, some on boards and some on parts of the ship. So it was that they all escaped safely to land. So you would think that now they, they're out of trouble, that they're going to stay out of trouble. But, you know, they went from one challenge, one difficulty, right into the next. Because as soon as they came on the land, they found out it was called Malta. And the indigenous people there showed, showed them unusual kindness. And they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on a fire, a snake came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. This is amazing. As Paul gets bitten by the snake, he recognizes that that passage that we read at the start, that all things work together for good to those who love God. He lived it. He shook that snake off, believing that this would work together for good. They were expecting, everybody looking on, <coughs> was expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a God. This is amazing. For you and I, bad things can happen to us and people can reach conclusions about us because of them. We can have negative outcomes in all kinds of circumstances and people can think 
all kinds of, and make all kinds of judgments about us, about the process, about the situation. But we can, on the other hand, switch our faith on and say all things are going to work together for good because I love God. And this thing that was meant for bad is going to turn out for good. So when Paul shook that snake off and he didn't fall down dying, even though all they did was stand around, it says they stood around looking at him, waiting for him to die. How bad it is when people just stand around looking, waiting for you to collapse, to have the disaster, the whole ship to go under, the everything to go bad. But it's up to you and I to put faith into the circumstances we face and we will see God go to work on our behalf. People's view of Paul changed completely from one to the other. They went from black to white. Instead of thinking he was an evil man that justice had now caught up with and was killing him, they now thought he was a god. How fickle people are and how much people's perceptions of us are governed by our response to the circumstances we face. If we face our circumstances from a faith angle, we are going to find ourselves managing to come through every challenge that we face. Remember in the Old Testament, Joseph, sold by his brothers, hated by his brothers. They pretended that he had been killed by a lion when they told his father. So he was sold. In shackles, he was dragged off to Egypt to be sold in the meat market. He was sold there to the richest man in town, a man called Potiphar, and he looked after the house of Potiphar brilliantly so that everything prospered. So Potiphar kept elevating him and exalting him, and everything that Joseph touched got blessed. But also, Potiphar's wife, she was interested in this young Hebrew boy, this good-looking young Hebrew boy. She wanted to go to bed with him. And so she tried and tried and tried to, to make that happen. But Joseph resisted. His integrity remained intact. And then finally, she was so spurned and angry. As Joseph <laughs> ran away from one of the encounters, she grabbed his cloak and he ran. Well, she cried rape and unjustly accused him. So he went from the top of the pile in Potiphar's house down to the bottom of the prison where he was left again. But he kept his attitude right and he kept his faith on. He believed God. And so he still prospered, even in the prison, so that they put him in charge of the entire prison. And then when people came to him with their dreams, he would interpret them for him. He had a gift to be able to see what a dream actually meant. And when he told the people his dream, their dreams, they went away and found that it actually came to pass. But they also forgot him. They weren't, they weren't about to try and give him any favors, even though he had served them and helped them. Finally, one day, the king has a dream and he can't understand it. But one of the people that Joseph had helped 
was close to the king. And he said, I do know someone who could help you. So they call up Joseph and he interprets the dream of the king. And it's about seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. And Joseph advises the king to store up during the years of famine so that they will have an abundance when the famine, uh, during the years of prosperity, sorry, so that they will have an abundance during the years of famine and that they would be able to sell grain to other nations. And that's exactly what happened. Even to the point where Joseph's own family had to come down to Egypt to buy grain, to get food. And when they came down, through a series of events, finally Joseph reveals who he is to his own brothers. And they're shocked and they're saddened and they think he will want revenge, he will want vengeance. But that wasn't Joseph's spirit, that wasn't his heart. He had kept his faith on. When you keep your faith on, it corrects every attitude in our spirit. And he believed God and he said, look, I know what you did you meant for evil, but God has been involved in this and he meant it for good. He could have easily quoted Paul in Romans 8, 28 saying, because all things work together for good to those who love God. And I know that when you and I keep our heart right towards God, loving him and keeping our faith on in God, that he will get us through whatever we are facing that we will find literally everything is going to work together for good. It doesn't matter what is coming against you, what is happening to you. God can take the worst of things like he did with Joseph and turn it to good. He can take the worst situation in the world. And he does this many times in the Bible. When, when uh, Esther was made queen, there was an evil, wicked ruler there who was trying to kill the entire Jewish race. And on the day that that was meant to happen, that man himself was hung on gallows that he had prepared for his Jewish enemy. And in all the cities throughout the world where the Persian kings ruled, they found that the Jews were able to plunder everyone who was trying to destroy them. It was an amazing turnaround. Again and again this happens. People who entrapped Daniel to get him thrown into the lion's den found themselves getting thrown in there. When God is involved, the devil's plans backfire and you are going to find that everything in your world right now is going to turn out for good because you love God and you've got faith in Christ and you're faithful to him and you are called according to his purpose. Watch God. He's going to move for you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the C3 Church Global Podcast. Let us know what you thought by leaving a review and connect with us on Instagram at C3 Church Global. We hope you'll be back real soon.